Hello and welcome back to the True Blue Sporting Podcast and the round two preview for the NRL season. On Thursday night, we have the Melbourne Storm up against the South Sydney Rabbitohs. An interesting contest this one. Latrell Mitchell, he's back from suspension a week earlier than we thought originally thought uh, for South Sydney, which moves Alex Johnston back to the wing. And for Melbourne, Munster, Grant and Bromwich are all back into the side. But Smith, Welch and Jennings are all out with respective injuries. The big thing about this matchup is the record South Sydney have in Melbourne. And it is a disgraceful record for them. Zero wins from 18 attempts in Melbourne. They just can't win there. I don't know what it is. It must. The road trip never goes well for South Sydney. And usually in those, margin, uh, those games, they get beaten by a margin of over 30. It's not just Melbourne where South Sydney have struggled up against the Storm with a 30-5 to all-time record. So that's, they, they just never beat Melbourne. And I think this trend is only going to continue. I acknowledge that Latrell Mitchell's back and that adds an element to their attack. And not only their polish, but their ability to transition from attack, uh, from defence into attack out of the backfield. But Melbourne, they just have... They just have the rub of the green over South Sydney, and I can only see that continuing. I don't think it'll be a big win like it usually is uh, in Melbourne. But the Storm, they got the job done over the Tigers. They weren't the best team uh, for majority of that game, and they got the job done. They just did what Melbourne do. So I expect them to do much of the same uh, tonight, and I'm going to go Melbourne to win by six, not by a big margin, but... Latrell Mitchell to make a big impact for South Sydney coming back from suspension. A suspension which many say cost South Sydney their 22nd premiership. So expect a big bounce back from Latrell Mitchell. This first game on a Friday night is the St. George Illawarra Dragons up against the Penrith Panthers. Few outs for the respective sides. Dragons see Adam Wo- Aaron Woods drop out of the side and Moses Leota's out. I'm actually really intrigued about this matchup because, in my mind, these two were probably the most impressive sides out of round one overall with their attack and defence. Uh, Penrith, they absolutely did a number on Manly, a fellow um, title contender. And for St. George, they looked really, really good. Really sharp in attack and defensively solid, although they did leak a few points um, against the Warriors. Penrith have won their last two matchups against St. George, but St. George leaved the overall record between these two sides. I think it's just going to be a case of Penrith having too much for St. George. I think St. George will be competitive, but I think when the game gets on the line, you'll see the likes of Luai, Isaiah Yo, Api Corusau stand up when Sloan Amone look to try and take the game by the scruff of the neck. So, it's going to be an interesting contest, a contest which I am thoroughly looking forward to. But the experience of the Penrith side and the ability of the Penrith side will beat the youth and exuberance which St. George had to offer. But St. George will push Penrith, in my opinion, um, because they were really impressive last week and they're only going to get better as the season goes on. So a Penrith win, um, I'm confident in tipping a Penrith win, um, but by about eight points. Not a blowout, but a solid, solid win for Penrith. This is a big game on Friday night with the Sydney Roosters up against the Manly Seagulls. Now, both of these sides obviously lost in round one 
Roosters to the Knights and Manly to the defending Premiers. But it's the way in which they lost, which is the concerning thing for me. The Sydney Roosters, they were disgraceful. They didn't have a good start to the season. Drop balls, missed tackles and ill-discipline contributed to their loss against the Newcastle Knights. And for Manly, it was another case of a big team and a big, big failure. And I'm gonna th- I can only see it happening again uh, when they come up against the Roosters because the Roosters, when they lose round one, they bounce back in round two under Trent Robinson. This match is set up for James Tedesco up against Tom Chaboyevich. The two premier fullbacks in our game, they go one-on-one in prime time at 8 o'clock on Friday. And what a matchup that is going to be. A mouth-watering contest between those two. And I think James Tedesco is going to prove to everyone in the rugby league community that he is the best fullback in the competition. And Turbo is number two. Not saying Turbo isn't a great player. and nothing That's not taking anything away from Tom Trebojevic's season last year. That is the best individual performance that the competition has ever seen. But it's just... The consistency of Tedesco for mine, which will show um, in this matchup and prove to everyone why he is the best fullback in the competition. Both sides are unchanged from their round one loss, so they're putting faith in these squads. And knowing these two coaches in Hasler and Robinson, they're not going to press the panic buttons. It's round one of a very long season for these guys. These guys are going to be aiming to peak towards September, so there's plenty of time to go. So they're not panicking, and they've stuck solid with who they've decided to go for round one. You can look at this matchup, and I think it's going to be a really, really big game. Both teams are desperate, and as stupid as that sounds, saying sides are desperate in round one, being 0-2, it's just a negative... It's it's a negative record. If you can win this game, you're 1-1. and one, you, You've recovered from r- round one. But if you go 0-2, you, you, you start to panic. You... It, Some clubs start to panic. Some fan bases start to demand more. And yes, you can say Manly started 0-4 last season. But it's completely different this year. They started 0-4 without Tommy Turbo. And if they start 0-2 with um, this season, they've got Tommy Turbo. And people are asking questions about them and if they are the real deal. Uh, It's a bigger game for Manly, in my opinion, because it is another big club they are coming up against. And that's the question mark around Manly. Can they beat the top clubs in the competition or will they just feed down the bottom clubs, feed on clubs like the Cowboys, the Bulldogs and the Tigers? And then when they come up against the big guys, will they um, struggle and not win any games of football and just be content with bowing out in a prelim or a semi-final? So they split the season series last year. Obviously, Manly knocked uh, the Sydney Roosters out of the finals last season. But then uh, the Roosters got the job done in round one. Um, If I'm looking at this matchup, I think the Roosters have a bit too much strike. And their bounce back ability under uh, Robinson will be good enough. And they'll get the job done in an extremely tight game. A game of the round for mine. And they'll win this matchup by four points. First game on Saturday Arvo is the Gold Coast Titans at Seabus Super Stadium up against the New Zealand Warriors. Big ins for this matchup with AJ Brimson returning to the 5-8 spot after an injury injury uh, during the week, which saw him ruled out of the round one contest, and Reese Walsh back from suspension to fulfil his duties at fullback. Watini's Lesniak 
Johnson and Vale are all out for the Warriors, so they've been impacted by injuries very early on in the season. And Ash Taylor comes in against his former club to partner Chanel Harris-Tavita in the halves, which sees Cody, uh, Cody Nikarima dropped from the side altogether, which is a shock after being the man to partner Sean Johnson in the halves, which is a really confusing thing, and I think that um, pretty much sums up the Warriors. Um, they go in with a halves combination, which they think is going to work. You can't control an injury to Sean Johnson, but if you're going to drop Cody Nicarima after one game and one loss, um, that's not really showing faith in him. Yes, you've got uh, options in that spot. Why not bring in Taylor and play Nicarima? If Harris Tavita was the man that you wanted to partner uh, Sean Johnson in the halves by round two, then why play him at fullback round one? It just doesn't make sense, and it's a really confusing one. The Gold Coast Titans were impressive in their defeat um, to the Parramatta Eels offensively. Defensively, they've got a lot of work to do, but I think that is the way that the Gold Coast are going to play their football this year. They're going to look to outscore teams, and that's the way that their game plan is going to go. But if they can get defensively solid and defensively sound, they're going to cause a lot of teams in this competition a few troubles because they panicked um, Parramatta last week. They just didn't know what to do. Um, with the likes of Campbell and Sexton and now adding AJ Brimson into that, that attack for feeder on the edge, Tino in the middle, it's a lot of um di- there's a lot of dimensions to their attack. They're not one dimensional anymore, which is the was the biggest concern with them a couple of seasons to go. Now they've got some strike players. They've got the likes of Brian Kelly on an edge who can cause some damage. So they were really uh, good offensively. I think Toby Sexton was very good, um, as I did say in the previous podcast. So look for him to um, take control of this game. This is a really confusing game. It can go either way. It's one of those ones. Uh, But the disappointment of the Warriors in round one has got me seeing a a big, big win to the Gold Coast Titans at home. Their first game at home, um, they've obviously been affected by the flooding. So I think they're going to go out for their community, they're going to play for their people, and they're going to get the job done by 16 points. I can just see this one blowing out um, late, who knows. But knowing the way the Warriors go when I tip them, don't be surprised if the Warriors get up. 5.30 game on Saturday is the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks up against the Parramatta Eels. The Sharks have named an unchanged side from the... um, from the team which got defeated by the Canberra Raiders last Friday, where Ryan Madison and Russell are both out, and Nathan Brown has been named on the interchange bench to return from injury. Uh, the Sharks looks good in their defeat. Uh, I thought they were they were impressive in patches, but they just didn't do it for longer periods of time. And if they can do it for longer periods of time against the, a side like the Eels, I think they can worry them. Um, you know, they didn't start the best, Cronulla. They took a long time to get going in that game against Canberra. But once they got going, they looked dangerous. And they were probably only one penalty away from taking the two points from the nation's capital back to the Shire. Um, so I can see them getting the job done here. But Parramatta, they were probably the uh, along with Penrith. Penrith were the best. But I think out of the rest of the top four contenders, uh, Parramatta looked the best uh, with the ball in hand. They looked damaging every time. That combination of... Brown and Moses is looking uh, better than ever, and um, their attack became a bit disjointed when Jake Arthur came onto the field, and um, Dylan Brown had to move into the centres to cover the injury of Sean Russell after he scored a hat-trick and broke a rib, which saw him come off. Nico Hines was very impressive in his first official hit-out as halfback. 
Um, and he's just going to take time to get that um, combination going with uh, Kennedy Moylan. It's his first game with Matty Moylan, so it's going to take time. But he was impressive in his first game out. Um, and the Eels defensively were disappointing. Um, but, you know, that's that's something which I think will be an anom- uh, anomaly for them this season. Um I think along with the game on Friday night, this one has the capabilities to be the game of the round, and it's going to be an extremely tight contest. I really like Cronulla in this matchup, uh, but I'm going to lean towards Parramatta in a very, very tight one, probably only by about a couple points in two. You know, the the Sharks, their first game at Points Bet Stadium, so I can see them getting up and doing the job. Um, But expect a, a faster start from Cronulla. I think they'll look to start strong and really get that right. And if they get that start right, there's no um, saying that they're not going to get the job done over uh, Parramatta. But a very interesting contest and a very good um, matchup. The last game on Saturday night is the North Queensland Cowboys up against the Canberra Raiders. Uh, Tanua Brown is out for the Cowboys with Hodgson and Schneider both being out for the Raiders. Look, the Cowboys, they were extremely disappointing in round one up against the Bulldogs. Look, I gave them a chance. I thought just because they're at home, they'll look to get the um, they'll get the chocolates over the uh, Bulldogs, but they just weren't impressive. They didn't offer much. They didn't um, look good in attack. Defensively, they tried hard. They scrambled, which you've got to give them credit for. Their effort was there, but I just don't think the skill and the ability is there to match it with the top teams. Canberra started extremely well, but it was a little bit like Canberra Raiders of old late in that second half where they... F- um, looked to have faded and uh, been run over the top of by their opposition. And we all thought, here we go again with Canberra. But a newfound resilience um, from Ricky Stewart's men saw them go the length of the field and set up a try, which would see them be victorious. You know, I can't see this going any other way than a Canberra Raiders victory um, just because of how poor the Cowboys are. Look, it's nothing to do with how great Canberra are. I think Canberra are a good side and they will be up in up around the top eight and they will push for that final spot in the eight, but they just don't offer. Um, you know, the, the Cowboys, they're just not offering anything at the moment. There's no evidence to say that they are going to have a good um, performance against the Raiders and the Raiders will claim this, um, this win by about 20 points. Um, so, yeah, disappointing for the Cowboys um, if they get off to an 0-2 start, but I can't see it going any other way. 4 o'clock on Sunday afternoon, it's the Newcastle Knights up against the West Tigers. And um, Newcastle were impressive in Round 1, um, obviously beating the Sydney Roosters, um, and they were unchanged. Uh, Daniel Saifidi comes into an extended bench, so he may get a start um, returning from injury. But, look... They're unchanged. They performed extremely well without him. And I was really impressed with the Clifford and Clune combination. Um, they worked extremely well together. I think Clifford was probably the best player in the park for Newcastle on Saturday, last Saturday. And Ponga. Ponga was impressive without being the star, which I think is important for Newcastle. If they can have Caelan Ponga played a 6 or 7 out of 10 and still win a game of football that's going to be extremely good for them. Because as I said in my preview for Newcastle, it's like Kalen has to play a 9 out of 10 every week for them to get the job done. But if they if he can do what he did last week and inject himself into the, small, um, into the game in small patches, 
and not be so reliant on him, that will only improve Kalen's football and that will only improve the football of the Newcastle Knights. Um, so they were really impressive. For the Tigers, uh, Jimmy Tamo comes back in from his suspension and Luke Garner drops out of the squad. I thought the Tigers were impressive. That could be biased being a Tiger supporter. I thought they were impressive to their, in their loss against Melbourne. They looked good uh, offensively. Uh, defensively is the big concern for me. Out of... Um, on their own goal line, the Tigers' defence was shocking. They were slow, they didn't get off the line, and their defensive decisions were atrocious for mine. Um, they just didn't get it done when it mattered and when the pressure was put on them. So if Newcastle get a few shots at the Tigers' line, don't exp don't be surprised if they crash over and put points together. Um, but if the Tigers can control the way they control the middle third of the field like they did against Melbourne for the first 60 minutes in terms of coming out of yardage. They did a very good job on the Melbourne forward pack. Their line speed in their own territory was good. It was the only the only issue was on the goal line and within our own 20. I think the combination between Hastings and Brooks is only going to develop and get better. It looked very good. They looked to be calm and controlled together and Hastings looks to have taken a lot of pressure off Luke Brooks and um, that's only going to benefit Luke's footy. His ability to run the ball, we all know, is his greatest strength, and we did see that a lot more on Saturday. Look, it's a Sunday Arvo, and this game has all the capabilities to be a free-flowing game of football. Both sides love to attack and not really defend. So we can see a lot of points put together, and we can see expect a lot of footy to be played and not be channeled down the middle of the third of the field. And we even saw that with the way the Tigers played on Saturday night. It was a... Um, wet night and they still look to move the footy so on a Sunday Arvo their game plan will be suited to this uh, my prediction for this one I'm going to tip the Tigers um, to get off the mark to get their first win uh, off the back of their impressive performance um, even though I was was impressed with Newcastle um, Newcastle they just haven't proven that they can do it week in week out yet I think maybe they got up for that game and they could be a little bit flat for the Tigers, they had to get up for the Roosters. Some would suggest they don't have to get up for um, the Tigers as much. They can go in at about 75% and still get the job done. I think that might be the mindset they'll go in with. Um, and I think the Tigers, they're, they're going to shock a few people in this competition this year. Um, although I did say they were going to run 15th, I don't think that now based on uh, performances of respective sides and how they, um, they're going. So I'm going to tip the Tigers by eight, but that's probably with my Tigers cap on and Newcastle can easily get the job done by by 10 or eight as well. So it's a really swing-sided game. And uh, when these two sides come up against each other, it's usually a blowout and it's usually one side getting the job done over the other very convincingly. Now the final game of the round is the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs up against the Brisbane Broncos. Both teams victorious in round one, but it wasn't their attack that got the job done. It was their grit and defense. It was um, their effort and how hard they worked. So this could be a very, very dour affair um, with not a lot of points and it be very scrappy and defensively orientated. TPG returns, uh, Tavita Pangai Jr. returns against his former clubs and count. I think we can expect some big, big fireworks in this contest. Um, we all know what Tavita Pangai Jr. brings and coming up against his former mates, his mates and his former teammates. Um, 
You know, this cause calls absolute chaos. We don't know what Tavita we're going to get. The Bulldogs are going to hope we get the controlled Tavita. But I think everyone else wants the sparks and the, the fiery um, get stuck in there, put a big shot on and get the team on his back. Adam Reynolds' first appearance for Brisbane. And look, this is a game perfect for Adam Reynolds. He can control the game, get the job done and just get his team over the line. Um, I think against the Rabbitohs, they left a few points out there. They just weren't um, clinical enough when they needed to be. But you put Adam Reynolds in that halfback spot, he'll get it done. Albert Kelly has been the man, is the man to partner him with Billy Walters moving to the interchange bench. The last game before a horrible run for the Bulldogs. This is the Bulldogs' last game before they go on and play the top four from last year. And look, it's almost weird to say, but it must it, it's a must win because they go into this matchup 1-0. Yes, they got the job done over the Cowboys. It wasn't convincing, but it's a win nonetheless. Um, and I can only say that it is a must win. When you got the likes of Penrith, uh, Souths, Melbourne, the Roosters, Manly, all waiting in the next couple of weeks, you got to win this game because you you think that they're going to struggle against those sides. And if they struggle, and if they lo- win one and then lose the rest, by round nine, they could be one and eight. And that's a lot of pressure on Barrett. And Barrett's job will be questioned if they are one and eight by halfway through the season. So it's a must, must win for um, the Bulldogs to get confidence and to get going in their season and get off to a very, very positive start. They've got off to a good start, but it is not the best of starts. Um, this matchup, I've, it can go either way. Um, you know, I'm, I'm predicting a very dour affair, similar to the game between the Bulldogs and um, the Cowboys. But I just see the poise, the control of Adam Reynolds, enough for um, the Broncos. And off him and him alone... They'll get the job done, and they will win the contest by two points. So they are my thoughts ahead of round uh, two, rather, in this NRL season. Hopefully round uh, round two puts up um, as good as round one. Obviously, round one was very exciting, a lot of upsets, and we're hoping for very similar, uh, great contests to footy, and I can't wait to see what happens. And I'll see you guys on Monday for my thoughts of this week's round of footy. But enjoy your footy for this week um, and let me know who you think is going to get up and why.